happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. Old Faithful used to have a less than modest nickname, Eternity's Timepiece. Since at least the late 1800s, this Wyoming cone geyser has wowed spectators with its predictable eruptions. You can see the landmark for yourself in Yellowstone National Park, home to over 500 geysers. More than 150 of these water-spurting marvels, including Old Faithful, occupy the park's upper geyser basin. So named in 1870 because it spouted at regular intervals, Old Faithful gets more fanfare than any other geothermal attraction in the world. Visited by presidents and immortalized by artists, the geyser spouts about 17 times a day. Countdown clocks tell gathering tourists when to ready their cameras for the next waterworks show. You see, there's a simple formula rangers use to estimate how much time will likely elapse between any two eruptions of Old Faithful. According to the National Park Service, about 90% of these eruption predictions are accurate within a window of plus or minus 10 minutes. That's a solid track record but Old Faithful still isn't something you'd want to set your watch by. Five decades of observation have revealed that the geyser is changing. Since 1959, the average interval between Old Faithful's eruptions has gotten longer. And while most of the actual eruptions which occurred back then were rather brief, this is no longer the case. We spoke via email with Sin Mei Wu, 
a geologist at the University of Utah who studied the physics of geysers and related structures. She said, Geysers are rare because they require very unique geologic conditions. A persistent heat source, abundant water supply from groundwater systems, and a porous or fractured medium that allows fluid migration and heat transfer within. Usually, the heat comes from magma, a liquid or semi-liquid rock found below Earth's crust, which is called lava once it bursts onto the surface. Yellowstone is positioned over two magma chambers, including a nice long one that's just 3 to 10 miles underground, that's 5 to 17 kilometers. Their maker was a localized swell of abnormally hot material beneath the crust. Classified as a mantle plume, it's the reason why Yellowstone has the world's largest geyser collection. The chambers warm up subterranean reservoirs of liquid groundwater. Although the physics here aren't entirely settled, we do know that some of this water gets superheated. That means its temperature climbs above and beyond water's normal boiling point. Since this water is held in tight corridors, it's got nowhere else to go at first. Bearing down on the superheated liquid is a combination of overhanging rock and colder water. Add cramped quarters to the mix, and you've got a recipe for high pressure. But the pressure doesn't last forever. In a geyser like Old Faithful, Hyperactive steam bubbles eventually push a small percentage of the groundwater through a narrow opening at the surface. Just like that, the pressure decreases and sets off an explosion of hot water and steam. If you're wise, you'll give Old Faithful a wide berth. Visitors can safely watch the geyser erupt from a boardwalk maintained by Yellowstone. Venture off that path and you might be on the hook for six months in prison and a $5,000 fine. And besides, Getting too close to hydrothermal features like geysers or hot springs isn't a cool idea. When Old Faithful goes off, the water temperature around its vent can hit 204 degrees Fahrenheit, that's 96 Celsius. Meanwhile, the steam gets even hotter, sometimes exceeding 350 degrees Fahrenheit, or 177 Celsius. Viewed from an appropriate distance, Old Faithful's eruptions are thrilling spectacles. Even if you've seen one before, you might want to revisit the geyser someday because certain eruptions last longer than others. Wu explained that Old Faithful isn't as predictable as it once seemed. There are two different categories of gaps between eruptions and of eruptions themselves. An eruption that begins and ends in under two and a half minutes is considered short. Others are longer. After a short eruption, there will be an intermission of 60 to 65 minutes before the geyser spouts again. Yet, Old Faithful will reliably take a break of around 92 minutes once a long eruption subsides. Over the past 50 years, long eruptions at Old Faithful have become the norm. Short ones still occur, but they're rarer than they used to be, and no one is entirely sure why. While the mystery is unresolved, some geologists blame recent earthquakes for this changing schedule. The geyser's source is another riddle. Scientists haven't determined where Old Faithful gets its water supply. Though, in a 2017 study, Wu and five colleagues revealed an important clue. Using seismic wave sensors, they found a natural reservoir below the historic Old Faithful Inn, which stands southwest of the geyser. Wu said, That body is interpreted to be a highly fractured and saturated area that we think provides fluids as a source to Old Faithful. Plumbing questions and bimodal eruptions aside, Old Faithful is indeed more faithful than some of its counterparts. It's time we introduced the Steamboat Geyser, another Yellowstone resident that happens to be the world's tallest active geyser, 
emitting jets of water 300 to 400 feet into the sky above. That's about 90 to 120 meters. But, Wu said, it is very unpredictable and has gone decades between eruptions. The last eruption before March of 2018 was in September of 2014. She added, however, that the 2018 blow-up, quote, began an unprecedented active phase. The steamboat geyser has erupted a total of 85 times since then, with the last eruption occurring February 21st of 2020. We still don't know what initiates this active phase, what controls its eruptive behavior, and what the geometry looks like. So keep an eye on the headlines. Perhaps we'll see some uh, heated arguments about these topics in the near future. Today's episode was written by Mark Mancini and produced by Tyler Klang. For more on this and lots of other active topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts are wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.